Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. This is my second podcast on talking about really the subject of coachability and self-awareness. And so when I think about a recent poll that I ran and the statistics and the numbers just keep coming in. If leaders were taught, retrained how to provide strength-based and constructive feedback, what would the effect on the corporate workplace culture be? 79% of the people said it would be tremendously helpful. Next, 15% said it would be helpful. Only 6% of the respondents said it would be somewhat helpful or have little effect. Now, on the flip side of the coin, if employees were taught how to accept feedback and coaching as well as attended practice sessions to do so, what would be the result? 63% said it would be helpful tremendously. 26% said it would help a great deal. And only 11% said it would somewhat help or have little impact. Now, why do I share this? It goes to the approach, how do we provide feedback, how do we coach, and it also goes to acceptance. Now, this is not a perfect formula. It is not an algorithm. It is not something that we put into a spreadsheet. We're dealing with two human beings. Let me give you a couple rough examples. One, how often do we have people who will leave our office and we later find out they told people, my boss attacked me. He was really upset with me. And you attended the meeting you're thinking, my intent wasn't emotional. It wasn't filled with frustration. I was giving some feedback. So concept number one, people listen emotionally. We call it emotional readiness. So recently, I was talking to someone who got called into the office at their place of employment. And I asked the supervisor, I said, when you got called in and you were walking to your boss's office, what were you feeling? And she went through this litany of things that she was preparing herself to counter her boss, to combat her boss. I said, why? She said, what do you mean, why? I said, why did you immediately go to a state of, I'm ready for a fight. I'm ready to combat. I'm ready to counter this person. Why did you go there? Now, I expected her to say something like, well, you know, he always attacks me and he always comes after me. And she said, well, I don't know. I just wanted to be ready. I said, why did you go to the negative side of readiness? Why wouldn't you assume, hopefully it's something pretty good? And she said, I don't know. I said, could I ask your permission for something? She said, sure. I said, 
could I call your boss? And I want to circle back. I won't misconfide your trust, but I would love your permission to share how you felt walking to his office. And I promise it will not bite you. Now, I know this person pretty well. She said, sure, go ahead. Called her boss, who I don't know as well. And I said, you called in Emily and you were going to give her some form of feedback. When you called her in, what was your intent? He said, boy, I I don't know how to answer that question. I said, well, were you angry? Were you thrilled? Were you happy? He said, no, it wasn't constructive. Actually, it was more communicative than anything. I wanted her to know of some new procedures and steps and policies. I said, on a scale of one to 10, 10, you were really angry. One, you weren't angry at all. And he said, I don't even know if I qualified for one because it just never entered my mind. I said, could I share something with you? He said, sure. I said, she walked down the hall with about three or four scenarios in her head ready to combat you. Now, you could hear his intent was not what she perceived to receive. Now, you heard when I asked her, why did you feel that way? She never once said, well, he treats me like this all the time. It was a triggered reaction. She was ready and assumed it would be constructive. She emotionally went to a place of being combative. The boss was stunned. I said, you know, isn't it funny hearing this? And he said, wow, I had no clue. And I said, well, I know her really well. I've been coaching her. I said, it's, I just think it's so interesting that your intent was just to communicate. Her intent was, I'm ready for a battle. You have two different states of emotional readiness. So when you look at the numbers and you look at the things that were being said, that if leaders were taught, retrained, how to provide strength-based and constructive feedback, almost 80% said it would be tremendously helpful. That's eight out of 10 people. Yet the flip side, if employees were taught how to accept feedback and coaching, think about this. 89% said it would be tremendously helpful or it would help a great deal. So with that being said, we have to ask ourselves a question. Have we trained people how to receive feedback? Have we practiced it? Are leaders subscribing to strength-based feedback such as, I'm going to give three doses of strength-based feedback to every time I give constructive feedback. Why? The Gallup organization reports, when we lead with strength-based feedback, guess what happens? People engage eight times more. The progress principle, study done out of Harvard, showed that 76% of the people were at their most highly motivated state when they were progressing and improving in their job. So it begs the question, if we happen to have a manager who only provides constructive feedback or a majority of his or her feedback is constructive, what will that do to the impact of someone's motivation level? What will that do 
to someone's emotional readiness? Will it create that immediate trigger of defensiveness, combativeness? Probably. See, there's a cause and effect here. The way we receive also dictates the way someone gives us feedback and coaching. The way someone gives feedback and coaching also triggers the way we typically react. Without practice, we're leaving something to chance. Let me conclude with this quick story. Employees, management and non-management, will often change their job description and not tell you. What they will typically do is they will change their job description and they will ultimately bestow upon themselves some rights and privileges. Let me give you an example. Years ago, we were in a session at one of our client sites and we were talking about handling difficult conversations sensitively. And one of the bullet points in the presentation, I was co-hosting the event and we talked about how people sometimes won't speak up, but will then go to other sources People that really can't impact, really can't help, but it's just a way of, you know, getting it off their chest. And we literally coined it the water cooler talk. I'm literally not making this up. So we noticed two people who had left the room. They were very quiet during the session. And the person who I was co-hosting with were walking behind them and they didn't know we were behind them. And they started to talk about the meeting negatively. And we kind of nudged each other and we were kind of shocked, right? One, you didn't notice that we were there. Two, you're exhibiting the very behavior we just went through a training session on. So we kind of ducked out of the way and we literally followed these two people. And we come into this one area of the company. And I'm not kidding. They were at the water cooler. And here's the funny thing about the water cooler. That's a recruiting center for disciples of negativity. And these two people were telling two other people why the meeting was dumb. And so the person I was co-hosting with who worked at the company literally said to me, well, let's let's go the other way. Let's go the other way. I don't want them to see us. I said, oh, no, no, no. We're going to walk by and we're going to smile. He said, what? We're going to non-verbally let them know we heard them. So we walked right in the middle and we smiled and we looked right at the two people And we gave them big grins. So later, I knew one of the two people pretty well. She came up to me and she said, did you happen to overhear what we were talking about? I said, why do you ask? She said, well, I was just wondering. I said, because you want to have an honest, authentic conversation or you want to cover your butt? And she went red. I said, yeah, I heard what you were talking about. We heard you all the way down the hall. She said, oh my gosh. I said, look, let me buy you some time because I know right now you're probably thinking, what do I say? How do I get out of trouble? But let let me give you something to think about. We left a session. One of the key bullet points was going to the source and not gossiping, right? And sure enough, you exhibited the very behavior we just got done talking about. We walk behind you. You don't even realize we were behind you. So to sit there and say, well, that's the only time we've ever made that mistake would be a dumb assumption. 
then you literally are at a water cooler talking negatively about a training session in which you're exhibiting the very behaviors of why we put together the session. So I want you to forget who you are. I want you to forget everything we just talked about. If you were looking at that person, how would you describe their character and integrity? She went so tomato red. I said, look, I'm not trying to embarrass you. You have every right. But I said, I am willing to bet. Nowhere in your job description does it say, do not participate in a meeting. Please leave immediately. Recruit disciples so you can continue your negative ways. And she shook her head. She goes, well, of course it doesn't say that. I said, then why did you choose to do it? She said, well, sometimes when I speak up, I don't feel like people hear us. And I said, here's the funny thing. You did speak up and we did hear you. And she said, oh my gosh. The funny thing is, feedback is tough. And I said, I want you to think about how would you thoughtfully and professionally and empathetically approach people? How will you become more vulnerable? Because here's the funny thing. Being vulnerable is scary. She said, it is. I said, you're now already vulnerable because you let your guard down. People heard you. I said, no, I don't work here. I'm not going to say anything. Yet other people did. So for you to not be vulnerable is really kind of an oxymoron because you're already pretty vulnerable. So here's the funny thing, everybody. And I always make that statement. Here's the funny thing. It's ironic. We left a session on having difficult conversations and going to the source and literally not going to the water cooler 15 minutes after the meeting. That's is exactly what these two people did. And both employees are still at the company. They've become leaders. And it's funny, in recent years, they've reached out and said, you know what? We're witnessing our own behaviors now. I said, sure. I said, what have you learned about yourself? See, the funny thing is, when we invest in good things, people will be open to constructive feedback. Yet if they only hear constructive feedback, guess what happens? We start to shut down. Now, if we're giving feedback and someone is always resistant, who we call, yeah, but Bob, they have yeah, but out before you can even get done. They need to practice receiving. People who give constructive feedback need to practice giving. If we practice giving and receiving, our workplace cultures will positively and dramatically improve. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.